Um, so we're just going to have uh, a bit of time. Uh, Sarah and I are going to have a conversation um, about serving together. That was uh, going to be Dan's title for this morning. Rather than try and preach what was on his heart, because that's his heart, um, we've taken a few points and we're just going to share what the Holy Spirit has inspired us with. Um, maybe some practical bits and pieces. It's me and Sarah, so you're likely to get a few top tips or this is how we might do it. Um, but yeah, this is more of a, of a conversation, but we can get into the word this way. So, oh, it's really great to have visitors. There are people in the room that I've not met before. So if you're a visitor, it's brilliant that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. My name is Ruth, I'm part of the church here, part of the leadership team. Um, and yeah, um, Sarah, do you want to introduce yourself? My name is Sarah, and I am also part of the leadership team, friend of Ruth, uh, wife of Brendan, not sure where he is. Um, so yeah, and we have stepped in this morning to, uh, yeah, to, to basically do Dan's preach or a version of it. So we'll see how it goes anyway. There are, the Bible is involved, so that's going to be a win. Yeah, we can't do Dan's accent, despite being married to him for 17 years. I still don't have a very good southern accent, so we're not going to try and be him. But we're going to talk about serving together. So our, our, our theme, our thread has been together, and we've looked at a number of different things that we can do together. I'm going to talk about serving this morning. So I think we're going to talk first about um, serving Jesus um, and what that looks like and why we do that, what the Bible says about that. So, Sarah, do you want to kick us off with your, your thoughts on that? I do. Um, so, uh, many of you will know about the Apostle Paul, who writes in the Bible to many different churches, and he always has lots of wisdom about how, how to do stuff. Um, so, I'm just going to... Um, read some verses from Colossians, um, Colossians 3 verses 12 to 17. And I am going to dive down to verse 17 to begin with. So if there's any chance that that can appear on the screen, that would be brilliant. But <laughs> it's on its way apparently. Um, but basically, the particular verse says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. <laughs> Sorry. And I was thinking about um, whatever you do, uh, do it for the Lord and kind of serving him and that sort of thing. But then I was looking at the verses that, that precede um, this particular verse. And I'm going to go backwards, so you might not see it on the, on the screen, but it'll all come together eventually. And basically, there is a context to this. So if we're going to serve the Lord together, there's all sorts of things that it's really helpful to do before that. And they're all in this Bible passage. Unfortunately, we can't get the whole Bible passage onto the screen. But the first thing is, if we work backwards, is the word. We need to let the word of Christ dwell in us. So one of the ways that we serve or one of the contexts for serving is that we have the word of God within us. And then if we work backwards again, we'll find that it talks about the peace. Let the peace of God rule your hearts. And so we've got the word and the peace. And if we work backwards again, it talks about putting on love. So we've got the word, we've got peace and we've got love. And then before that, it tells us to bear with one another and forgive one another, to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, 
gentleness and patience. So I feel that in order to serve God, there is a, the, the way to do it well is in context. Is, on the, is in the context of loving each other, of forgiving one another, of bearing with one another, of putting on love, of allowing the peace to be within us, of allowing the word to well up within us. And I think in that way, if we set it in that context as Paul has done, it, it, it isn't a chore, it's, it's a joy to serve the Lord. And there's lots of different ways in which we then do it. There's lots of examples there practically of how we are serving God by forgiving, by being kind, by being in the word, by letting the peace be within us. So I think whatever we do, do it all in the name of the Lord and in context, because that kind of makes it make sense. That's really good. Really good. I think the the words there, I mean, we, we're familiar with them from Galatians, aren't we? So kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, they're fruits of the spirit. So when we're serving, it's as much a spiritual activity, although we're, we're physically giving ourselves to something, doing something with our hands or maybe with our voices or other things. It's that attitude of the spirit and being full of the spirit. It's not just switching off and putting chairs out or switching off and making tea or coffee. Those are absolutely, Barry, yeah. Those are, you know, pray for the chairs as you as you put them out. You know, check in on people as you're giving them a tea and coffee. It's as much a spiritual activity as bringing the word or leading worship or, or um, leading people to Christ. That we still need the Holy Spirit to do all those things. To, yeah, to do his work in us um, for us to do those things really well. Yeah, I mean, we've split it. Uh, we've taken this from Dan's words. So he split it into serving Jesus, serving one another, and serving the world. But it, they're never in kind of nice little compartments. So we're often doing all of them all at once. So if we look at, oh, what's the difference between serving Jesus and serving one another and serving the world? Well, often they're actually the same. And serving Jesus could look like all sorts of things. It might be serving Jesus by spending time with him and developing our relationship with him. It might be serving Jesus by putting the chairs out on a Sunday because that facilitates our time with Jesus together. Um, so it, it looks like all sorts of things and also th they're, they're mushed together. So Jesus together, the world one another, you know, it's, it, it's all in one kind of big, they're not in nice little neat pockets. So should we talk a little bit about serving one another yep. then? Um, so my, the verse that I, I had um, is in Matthew 23, um, verses 11 and 12, and I'm in the New International Version. Um, so... Uh, basically, the, this passage is, is Jesus warning against hypocrisy and warning against religion and warning against um, leaders who look like they're doing one thing or say to do one thing, but actually in practice, their lives don't, don't match up to that. And it says at the end of this passage, um, Jesus says, the greatest among you will be your servant. Um, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. And it's that whole, you know, there needs to be less of us. I need a whole lot less of me in my life and I need a whole lot more of, of Jesus in my life. And when there's less of me, there's more room, not only for Jesus, but for other people as well. 
Um, and when we're thinking about serving, serving is a sacrifice. It is a sacrifice. You put your own time, your agenda, your own needs or wants at times. You have to put those down and put the needs of other people before yours. Um, and it is much, much more about less of me um, and that humility piece. And I know we're going to dig more into that. Trev's mentioned that a few times, that humility piece that is absolutely, absolutely key to having a good attitude when we're serving um, and to make, for our service to be a real point of connection as well. So when we're, you know, putting out the chairs, making the tea and coffee, that, that's an opportunity for connection, isn't it? You know, um, stewarding, greeting people at the door. It's that opportunity for connection. It's not simply, it's week three and this, you know, we're talking about in this building, there's other contexts as well, of course, but it's opportunity for connection with people. Um, and, you know, we have to put ourselves to one side to really make those, those connections matter. Um, so, Sarah, you had um, a verse from Romans, I think. Yeah, so I'm back with the Apostle Paul. More advice to the churches. Um, he's always got some good stuff today to say. And in Romans 12, verse 10, he says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Which is brilliant. And I was thinking about this and about when we serve one another... And we, we do it with devotion and love to one another. And I think of something like this morning, which I am really enjoying. Just, <laughs> Joe's here going, oh, surprise, surprise. Because she knows that I will love any sort of occasion like this. And not everybody does. But again, the opportunity to, to get to know each other a bit better, to find out a bit more about one another, that's... That's honouring one another, isn't it? Um, and for me, in particular, I think where serving together hits its sweet spot is when you don't really think about it or it doesn't really seem like serving. So, you know, when we'll, someone will come and say, oh, thank you so much for doing such a thing or whatever, and you think, oh, I, I was just... We were just hanging out together or I was just enjoying the company or we were just doing something together but and and it doesn't seem like serving and I think that's where the more the more we hang out together the more we do together the more we love one another the more we honor one another the more for me it becomes a pleasure to serve it it, it isn't a chore it becomes something that we just do as family um, and I know I look around and see lots of you here, and I think ways in which you serve me, ways in which you help me, ways in which we help each other. Um, and that might be very practical ways, or it might be that you serve and honour me when you bring me a word that, that God has given you, or when you've spent time um, labouring in the word to, to preach a message on the sun, on Sunday. Um, you know, it can be both practical and spiritual. We don't have um, either or, thank goodness. Um, so there are all sorts of ways in which I look around here and think, I, I love the way that people have honoured me and loved me. And I want us to do that more of loving one another and honouring one another because that is the way that we serve one another. And again, it's in that context, isn't it, of that first passage of having the peace, being in the word, putting on the love, forgiving one another. And it all fits together beautifully. I think Paul knew what he was talking about.
Yeah, I agree. And I think that story of um, Mary and Martha, I'm really sorry, I don't have a Bible reference for that. But we, we often kind of criticise Martha for, for being busy in the kitchen. And I've definitely had some Martha moments in the last few weeks, quite at the sink, in the kitchen, very resentfully doing the washing up while other things are happening. Um, and you know, and in the story, Mary is with Jesus, isn't she? She's, she's worshipping him. She's enjoying his presence. But exactly as Sarah says, there are those, we need to break down some of these boundaries that we put up that this is practical and this is spiritual. You know, these holy moments, they happen, they happen around, around the table. They happen um, as you're playing with, with children, as, as we're doing whatever it is we're doing. We can have those encounters with God. And it's not simply that what we look at as, you know, the platform stuff is where the holy stuff happens, is where God does his work. It, it's, it's here, it's doing this, it's conversations, it's, it's sitting with people and, and having a little cry with someone. You know, it's, it's sitting with someone and saying, oh, this was a bit rough this week. It's sitting with someone and saying, I've been praying for this and I've really seen God begin to open these, this door. And there are the practical bits and pieces that do need to be done. But, you know, let's make sure as well we're, we're giving time to those, those moments with each other, with the Holy Spirit, with, with Jesus. And exactly that serving each other looks like, it looks like lots of different things. It looks like lots of different things. I have to say, uh, Martha, I, I am a Martha. I do identify with her, even in that particular passage. And I think Martha's main fault there was that she got her hair off with Mary. It wasn't that she was serving. It was, it was the fact that she got frustrated about it. And I think, I, I often look at that passage and think, oh, I just, I'm with you, Martha. <laughs> Not her frustration, because I think if, you, if you're going to serve, do it well and do it with good attitude. You know, if, if you're going to serve and just huff and puff around while and think, well, why am I doing this and somebody else is just sitting there receiving or whatever, then it's like, well, don't. Just pour your stuff down and go and sit and or just walk away. Do either do it, do it nicely or don't do it at all, I think. So with Martha, and, and if you read Martha in context, you'll find that Martha um, at other times is the first one out of the house greeting Jesus um, in, in a different Bible passage, a different story. Um, and so... You know, I think for those of us that are very practical and do want to be, you know, up to your elbows in the sink doing the washing up. My mum, I'll just give you this quick story. My mum loved washing up and she went on an alpha course um, in Coventry, which is my hometown. And she did the whole of the alpha course, didn't give her life to Jesus. Oh, alpha, in case you don't know, is a exploring Jesus course, exploring Christianity course. And so she, she, I'd, I'd booked her onto this course and she went, went through the whole course, didn't give her life to Jesus and then decided that she'd enjoyed it so much that she'd go back to the next one, but to help practically. So she then became the washer-upper at the next Alpha course, and that's when she gave her life to Jesus. So doing the washing up, being in the kitchen, you know, sometimes those are where the real conversations are happening. Those are where the real gritty stuff is happening. So if you identify with Martha, then... I'm with you. I am a bit of a Martha. And totally for those that identify with Mary. Absolutely. And again, it's not either or. But, you know, I think if, if you are the sort of person that's like much more practical, then don't do yourself down. Because we, you know, we serve in many different ways. We, 
we have many different gifts and, you know, Mary and Martha, they needed both of them. Couldn't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So shall we talk a little bit, actually, there's one more thing on that. Um, you know, we're talking about together here. It's that teamwork would be the kind of cultural word, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. And I, I love it. And we've done it. We've done it this morning, to use this morning example. That there's, there's a group of people and, and it grows. And I love that. We involve different people. And we just, we know each other's thing and we know what this person's going to do. And we, and we know we can ask that person to do that. And there's that unspoken, you know, thing that goes on when you serve with people, when you've, I don't know, put tents up in the rain at Bible week with people, or you've done kids work together with people, or you've painted doors with people or whatever it is that we've we've done together you there's that relationship you really get to get to know people um and it becomes such a beautiful thing then when people visitors come and see they see Jesus in us being Jesus to each other they see that that family that we've got ultimately with Jesus uh, together and I think that's that's a really beautiful beautiful thing so should we talk a bit about serving the world together now do you want to kick kick that one off, Sarah? I do. So um, I'm now in the Gospels, um, the books where Jesus was actually walking the earth. And at, yeah, towards the end of John, uh, middle of John, John 12, John is talking, I mean, Jesus is talking to the crowd. And he says, this is in John 12, 45 to 46. He says, the one who looks at me, so that's Jesus saying the one that looks at him, is seeing the one who sent me. So if we look at Jesus, we see God the Father. I have come into the world as a light, so no one should stay in darkness. And I was thinking very much about the one who looks at me, the one who looks at us, the one who looks at you, um, is seeing the one who sent us. So if people look at us, if they look at what we do, then they get to see Jesus because of us. Um, and he says, I've come into the world as a light, so no one should stay in the darkness. And I got to thinking about how whatever we do to serve the world, and, and what does that look like? That's massive, isn't it? isn't it? It could be anything. You know, serving the world could be so many different things. It could be in our, we talk about our everyday world, so we talk about our jobs. Um, it could be our neighbours, you know, it could be it could be visitors coming. It could be all sorts of things um, in serving our world. And whatever we do, whatever I do, I want to point people to Jesus. And I know we've talked about this for, before in the context of things like evangelism, that we don't always get to mention Jesus by name. We don't always get there and then to to preach the gospel. But in our works and in the good things that we do, we point people to Jesus. Um, I heard a great story this week from someone. And it was about how they'd had a conversation with a pupil in their school. And the pupil had, again, in their everyday world, in their job, the pupil was in isolation um, because they'd kicked off, um, I think they'd chucked a chair across the room, something like that. And this teacher um, took the time to sit down with the child and just talk to him about why he'd done that. And it turned out that he was a traveller child, a child of travellers, and that he had, somebody had 
basically made racist comments to him. And that had really hurt him. But of course, he, he was a big lad and the hurt had come out as violence. Um, but the teacher took time to sit and talk to him. And the pupil said afterwards, nobody's ever, nobody's ever spoken to me like that before. Nobody's ever sat down and talked to me. Nobody's ever asked me how I feel or why I feel like this. And I said, this child will remember this for the rest of their lives. They will never forget your kindness in just sitting down and talking to them. And it seems like a simple conversation, but that's definitely showing the one that sent us. That's showing the heart of Jesus. It's showing that father heart. And to be able to do that and to serve the world in that way is such a privilege for all of us and then I've lost my bible passage now but then it talks about the light doesn't it and I think one of the ways that we serve the world is um, I have come into the world as a light so no one should stay in darkness that sometimes our job is just to bring light is to serve the world by bringing light and again that looks like all sorts of things in that particular circumstance there was light shone on the on the injustice light shone on the hurt but when you bring it out into into the light um, it loses its power and and it it gave that pupil the power that he needed um, to know that he was valued and know that he was understood so we, we bring love, we point people to Jesus and we bring light into a situation when we serve the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that light, being that light and bringing that light, it, it very nice uh, circles back. My mum would like this if it, were an essay, if it were an essay. We have circled back to Sarah's first verse around, or the Bible's first verse that Sarah uh, brought us to around all the things that we need in the spirit to to do that we can't go out and be light if we're not filled saturated overflowing in the in the spirit because if we don't go out in the power of the spirit well something will come and just blow that light that light out straight away it's that power that um in Judaism, they call it the near tamid, the um, perpetual light. And I believe that's kind of what the, the Holy Spirit is. That's from GCSE, um, Christ, uh, RE, that is. I've dredged that up from somewhere. Um, but it's that perpetual, perpetual light that Jesus and the Holy Spirit gives us. And exactly to point to point people to, to that light, whether or not we tell them that light is Jesus. Um, and we've been talking, haven't we, about discipling people and, and, and teaching them about the kingdom and talking to them about miracles and, and making disciples, but maybe not mentioning Jesus all the time. I think that's, that's quite, it's not like a, co we're not like undercover, covert, trying to trick people, but we're just, we're making it, I don't know. We're just being Jesus, looking for the Jesus in each other, being that Jesus to each other. I think I'd really like to, we're going to um, just go into a time of, of prayer and praying for each other. And I think I'd really like to pray for, for people who are lights. We're all lights in the world, aren't we? But people who particularly might be in difficult places, like that teacher with that pupil, who really want to see Jesus burn even brighter uh, in their everyday worlds. Um, yeah. Was there anything else that you wanted to, to pull out of anything? or Only I think that... Um Obviously, this, uh, this message comes on the back of all our together stuff. 
And again, it is about the power of being together, isn't it? When we talk about the light, when we talk about being light, um, when we're light together, the light is much more powerful. When we serve together, it's much more powerful. And I think also um, the brilliant point that you made, Ruth, last time you preached that together uh, doesn't mean we're all necessarily physically together, but actually when we leave the room on a Sunday, nothing changes. We're still the church. We're still together. We're still part of the body. And so serving serving the world in particular, when we leave here and we serve the world this afternoon, tomorrow, you know, in our week to come, we're still the body. It's still each of us. Um, we might go out as individuals, but it's still very much the body. And that's the power of together, isn't it? That's the power of serving um, in that context of what Paul says in Colossians, um, that we, we serve together as a body. It's just that we go and do it out there, which is probably the most important place to do it, really. <laughs>